You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back to the Oz Network. It is nip tuck time once again. Season six, episode seventeen. Can you believe it? We're almost home on this thing now. Uh, um, this episode, uh, Christian Troy Part Two, first came out on seventeenth uh, of February, twenty ten. Um, directed by Diana Valentine, which feels like a fairly new name. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but uh, was uh, written by Sean Jablonski, which is a very familiar name to us by now. Um, some fun stuff to go over in this episode, and um, looking forward to talking on it all through. My name's Nick, and uh, we always have a lot of yogurt here. And my name is Ben, and after 30 years of being a lesbian, I think I have some uh, instincts about these things. Oh, I'm learning new things about you all the time. Yeah, not the first girl to tell me that. <laughs> so this this was a um a, a landmark moment as we get into this episode because um you know I'm watching these all on the DVDs and I've I've reached the final DVD um <laughs> to put them in the machine for this one and I you know I did a quick count up last night and um you know over six seasons this thing takes up 34 discs so we've done 33 discs worth of wow. um, of, of content here and uh, yeah we're moving into the final one here so yeah it's uh, it's pretty crazy it, it does feel like a a big long adventure that's just coming to an end here. It's it really is something, isn't it? When um, you know, I mean, we've all rewatched shows, we've all watched shows, and kind of there is something about it when you get to the last few episodes, even if you've rewatched a show, you know, hundreds of times. Like think about the show you've watched the most in your life. Like Friends is maybe the show. Third Watch maybe they're like the shows I know off by heart because I've just watched them so many times. But you know you're getting to the end of it and you just kind of have that feeling and, you know, particularly if it's just a show that just you've loved so much, it just, you, you get to a point where you know this is it, it's coming right to a close. So, yeah, it's it's crazy. I'm sure we're going to be talking a lot about this in the next couple of weeks that here we are, kind of, you and I have done this and gone all the way through and it, it seems like such a long time ago that we had this idea to do this. So, um, it's sad, it's exciting, and there's lots of emotions going on right now, but uh, we've still got three episodes of Nip Tuck to talk about, so we shouldn't get too ahead of ourselves. Yeah, and it's funny, because I guess you and I have got a bit of a, a history with watching a reality TV show and Survivor, which kind of, you know, at, at the time of, um, of you know, recording this is that Survivor is still going, I don't know if you'd say strong, but it's, it's definitely <laughs> no, still a it's thing. it's not going strong. It doesn't look... It do- <laughs> <laughs> you and I have but stopped no watching it, essentially, it, Nick. That answers our question. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, that, that's true. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it doesn't look like it's about to be cancelled anytime soon or finished anytime soon. And even when it does, it's not going to have the same emotional impact as, you know, like a, a, a scripted show that's got a story and, you know, has built to, a, to an end with all these characters, you know, like that's not what survivor is so we're not used to really talking about this kind of stuff and, and having an, a, a definitive ending for something so yeah it will be really interesting to kind of as we talk about that last episode but we're not there yet we're uh, we're still three episodes from home and and this christian troy part two is a um yeah some some uh, potentially fun stuff to talk about um we kind of get into it with this kind of really intense previously on which is basically uh christian is a fuck up um is more or less the um previously on sequence here it's um, you know everything that uh, that Christian's done wrong, and, and you know we talked about it a, you know a couple of um, episodes ago about the kind of previously ons. A, 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 you know we're getting a lot of season one callbacks at the moment, and you know we we've seen these things of Christian, and, and you know Christian looks like a completely different person in the <laughs> in some of these callbacks, and uh, you know just even like his you know looking at him in season one, just even his his build is completely different. Like he he looks really skinny and you know nothing to him. Not that he's 
fat in these later ones, but he's definitely a lot more filled out and built up and things like that. And yeah, he just looks like a completely different person um, in those season one callbacks. But yeah, basically everything we get in here is just a reminder that, that Christian's a ginormous asshole, more or less. Which I think it's funny. Well, not funny, but like it's interesting because I mean, the thing that baffles me that we kind of get this Christian Troy episode, I feel like we need a Sean McNamara episode, if you know what I mean, like, and we won't get one. Um, and I'm pretty sure if I'm not mistaken, do we ever get a Sean McNamara titular episode? I don't think we do. Correct me if I'm wrong there. No, um, no. But like, it's just, I like the fact that we kind of have this huge flashback and really get that sort of, you know, huge little greatest hits of Christian. I think it's fun, but. I think it just would, it would make it more memorable if next week we had the, you know, the greatest hits of Sean, if you know what I mean. But yeah, it's definitely right. Like he yeah. looks a different person. You know, it's, it's crazy the change. Yeah, it is really quite bizarre, and I, I kind of I guess it tells you that this is going to be a big feature of this episode. Is you know Christian's kind of you know how he's changed, and you could argue that Christian hasn't changed a whole lot. And but I think it, it kind of just speaks to what Christian's been through, I suppose. And, and yeah, it's going to be yeah, an interesting stuff. We're going to get some some dream sequences there, and, and we'll we'll get to that. We can um, we can talk about that as we get into it because uh, we've got to talk about some other stuff first. Which is this um, Ayers couple? I, I didn't catch their first names, but you know this couple who have been um, real estate agents and they've done a whole lot of work basically. And you know they were were they former clients of Christian and Sean? I think that was yeah. the, the story. Um, and yes, they've had all these facelifts done to you know look good for um, to, to do this work of being real estate agents, and now they want they want it all undone. It kind of feels like we're kind of going back to the Joan Rivers storyline here, which is interesting because we get a bit of a Joan Rivers cameo in this episode. Um, and you know, kind of the kicker on all this is that they want it done for free. Um, I think this kind of Ayers storyline isn't done particularly well in this episode. It's not well serviced. You kind of you get bits of it, and you know, I don't think the story is particularly kind of coherent as you go through. It's um, yeah, it just feels a bit patchy for me. Yeah, I think there's definitely something here that could have been explored more because I think it's a, it's an interesting storyline. Again, we've gone over a lot this season that we sort of have these unique storylines that aren't really repeating themselves. I mean, there have been some repeat storylines, but something maybe we haven't talked too much about, and particularly, you know, we're going to talk about this in Lost and Third Watch, is that you get to a certain point, they recycle storylines. You know, there is a big issue with that, whereas Niptark, has found some unique things to still do six seasons into it. And I feel like this is definitely something that could have been really explored more because it is an interesting thing. Like, this is America. You feel like there would be people like this who would sue them, Uh, you know, sort of jumping ahead here. Obviously, right now, they're not being sued. But, um, yeah, it, it's definitely a fascinating sort of uh thing. And just a, a note here to the actress, uh Conchita, I want to say her name, Conchita, Conchita Tamay. Um, random show that I used to watch growing up when I was younger called Providence. I don't know if you remember that one, Nick. Um, but she was the mother in Providence. And I think, like, spoiler alert, if you've never watched Providence, she dies in the first episode and then she kind of is seen in every episode afterwards as like a, a ghost in the main character's dream kind of that gives her advice. It's kind of like, if you know Desperate Housewives, like, the narrator of the show kills herself in the first episode, but she's still in every episode moving forward. But, um, so I, I like this actress. She's been in other things too, but, um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting setup and kind of, you know, this whole notion that plastic surgery is dying and that injectables are taking over. I mean, I'm sure that this was a, a thing, like, in 2010. Like, you kind of, I think, alluded to last week, it's based on what we know today, plastic surgery is still a, a thing as much as it was eight years ago. You know, it hasn't really changed. But, 
you know, with new technology always comes that question of, hey, is plastic surgery going to die? So, uh, you know, really about this time, it was a, the time of Botox and injectables. So I'm sure that was kind of a, a bit of a debate within that industry, which I think kind of plays well into this episode. Yeah, very much so. Um, I, I, I just kind of want to um, go back to these these two characters and, and talk about um, the the actor here because he's a, a, an interesting looking guy and, and just looking at uh, the IMDb figures, this is actually the last role he ever played and uh, he died last year actually in, in 2017, obviously at the uh, the time of recording this. Um, so yeah, he uh, they've obviously kind of made him up to look like this. Um, this isn't his kind of natural look, and I think it's quite effective makeup. Like he does look really kind of creepy in terms of you know like this this plastic type look to him um so i think that it's kind of effective makeup that they've done here um yeah you kind of you kind of buy the storyline it just sorry the characters it just feels like the storyline's a little bit underserved yeah i agree and i think even to some of the random stuff that we will get with the whole like hey we're being sued and hey the lawsuit's done with like this is it this is all we see isn't it this is them we don't see them moving forward at all do we yeah, yeah. So it is a bit strange. We kind of um, speaking of strange, well, not really strange, but uh, a little bit kind of out of nowhere as we kind of get the stuff with the the farmer rep who comes in and um, she's trying to sell them some different kind of um, anaesthetic, basically. And um, you know, we, we get this whole thing of um, you know, basically she's hitting on Liz, and Liz is not, you know, and she knows when she's been hit on. So this woman's called um, Daniela, obviously. Um, and yeah, it's um, kind of setting up this this episode long story that we're going to get here which is you know basically liz is going to date this woman and it's always going to be a bit awkward and yeah but it's um yeah i guess we're just kind of setting that up um the doctors come in and kind of the point that i just got here and we talked about it at the end of the last episode a little bit that there's there's not a whole lot of kind of resolution as to what happened with that last episode these guys are just back being you know seemingly on perfect terms you know back in um, surgery and consults and things like that so it doesn't feel like there's any kind of payoff for all that stuff that we had that we really enjoyed in that last episode. Yeah, I mean it, it does kind of come very much full circle to hey look at these two being buddy buddy like we kind of have this turkey in the fridge or whatever it is and it's kind of like ha ha we're besties again but I mean again it maybe plays into the mysterious timeline of this show like maybe six months have passed like i mean god haven't we had like three years pass in like two episodes or something like that or you know that we were joking about the other week so yeah i mean it is a little bit when you're watching it back to back it's a bit jarring but uh i'm not jarring that's not the correct word but you know what i mean but um i like liz with having sort of a, a, a potential love interest because she hasn't really had anyone since Alanis Morissette. I'm not counting Christian. Um, so yeah, it, it's kind of, it's been a long time for her. And the, maybe one thing that we can talk about in the season wrap up, which I would have liked to have seen a lot more is Liz going through a little bit, you know, of dating side of things. Cause you know, as much as we talk about how progressive Ryan Murphy is, I mean, there really isn't many gay relationships, like long standing gay relationships in this show. So. You know, there's maybe one little nitpick there with it, but again, it might not just be down to him. But anyway, I'm just going through tangents here. The point is, I like seeing Liz have this situation with this Danielle in this episode. I, I like it. I think they have great chemistry between the pair of them. Um, and it's sort of a shame for me that, uh, if I'm not mistaken, this is, this is all we see of her. Like she doesn't come back another week. So yeah. 
Yeah, I guess um, for me that would be that would be quite a tidy way of kind of telling the story is that you know it's actually six months down the track. But the reason we know it's not six months down the track, I suppose, is because Liz would be showing, you know, because she was. We found out she's pregnant in the last episode, so we have to assume that we're you know at least no more than a couple of months down the road um, here, which you know is potentially that would work as well. But we kind of get no marker for that. We just kind of you know they don't do any kind of marking of time jumps on the show but we, we kind of lead with drop lines to assume that they've happened um and I, I guess i'm a little bit annoyed about that i wish they'd just be upfront about oh you know six months later or a year later or whatever I, I don't understand why they can't just tell us that but i guess it's just a bit of a nitpick for me really um we then kind of move forwards and, and you know we kind of have this um this injectable scene where basically um sean's getting injected with all these I, I don't know whether they're chemicals or vitamins or whatever the hell they are, <laughs> but he know. seems to be getting a hell of a lot of shots. Um, you know, in his face, it's going to make him, you know, he's not going to need plastic surgery. It's going to do all that other stuff, but he's still getting Botox, you know, like it's still, um, but yeah, they kind of show all the needles going in and it's a hell of a lot of needles. And um, then at the end, they kind of show him with the mirror and, and he didn't look all that different to me. <laughs> I must say it, it kind of pretty much looked the same, but um, I guess he's the doctor, so so he would know. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it just feels all a little bit weird, this, but obviously it's kind of setting up that they're diversifying, that they can't just rely on plastic surgery, which feels like a bit of a, as we talked in the last episode, a bit of a, a, a sudden jolt sideways that, you know, is plastic surgery going out of fashion? Well, you know, we're here talking about the show 10 years later almost, and it doesn't feel like that's the case, so... I'm not sure where this is all coming from, but, you know, Sean's looking to diversify with this range of injectables that bringing this person on who's a dermatologist. And, um, yeah, I guess it's it's kind of just setting us up. But, um, yeah, it, it doesn't feel like that's something that a lot of people would be into is kind of getting these, you know, seemingly what look like kind of dozens of injections in their face. That, that doesn't feel like something a lot of people would be into any more than they would be into getting their face carved open for, you know, like a, a, a facelift. Yeah, and I think um, in our very first episode of this season, in that sort of narration episode, we had it implied, didn't we, that it's like, oh, you know, plastic surgery is now seen as a luxury because of the downturn. And, I mean, we had 10 episodes of really no ongoing storyline that that would have been something unique, wouldn't it? Like, that would have been something to, to, to live on, like kind of have a season arc of plastic surgery and just exploring that because you know we've had so much explored about what this industry is and you know opening our opening people's eyes up to you know what he's seen i guess as nothing more than a superficial industry that you know this is an industry that is a lot more than just fake boobs and you know facelifts so i think kind of it would have been a, a very fascinating thing to really explore it you know have a big bad of this season you know it's something like that, like the evil injectables rep, or I, I don't know, that's, who knows, but, like, it, I think, yeah, you're right, like, it kind of comes out of nowhere, but at the same time, like, I don't necessarily dislike it completely, because it sets our, our two onto certain paths moving forward, but, um, yeah, I don't know about this woman just randomly coming in and be like, hey, let's just shoot you up in the face with a thousand and one needles, um, very well yeah. shot, I mean, you know, it looks real, um, don't think Dylan Walsh really was getting injected, or maybe he was. He's a method actor. Who knows? Yeah, it, it does feel a little bit extreme, and it kind of feels like if you got that many injections in you that you'd, uh, you know, you'd probably, um, you, you know, have some 
kind of immediate issues in terms of swelling and things like that, which we kind of just don't get. But, uh, yeah, I think we're probably um, getting a little bit too much into the details here, really. We kind of um, move from that scene into, um, you know, the, the Danny the pharmaceutical rep has turned back up and um, basically we have this awkward kind of um, um, flirting scene between them and she basically asks Liz out. It's um, Yeah, I think it's quite a like a sweet little scene, really, in terms of, you know, kind of feels natural in terms of what you might get with two people kind of, you know, feeling each other out in terms of seeing if they're interested. And so, yeah, it, it kind of feels quite natural to me, I suppose. And also just the fact that it's a nice thing to explore with this Daniel character um, that, you know, she's obviously married, um, well, I mean, separated, I guess. And, you know, just the whole aspect of, I guess, like her having these feelings and fantasies and ever acting on them. Because, again, this is something that happens in life you know i'm not speaking from experience but like it it, it happens like people are married for 30 40 years and you know they're covering up the fact that you know they're gay so i think that it is a um it is a fascinating you know look at it and again something that really hasn't really been that explored so um yeah it's sweet it's nice I, i i like the fact that you know this is happening yeah, I think so. So, um, yeah, then we kind of move into this this next scene. And originally, I've got in my notes, but I think I might actually have this wrong here. Is that I thought this was the the Ayers surgery scene, but I don't think it is. I think it's just a, a, a random facelift. Um, um, correct me if I'm wrong there, but I think it just looks like a random person. I don't think we know who this person on the table is. Um, it's not really the point of the scene anyway, because Sean's basically decided to to hire this dermatologist without talking to Christian and. Basically, he set up dinner with her for the following night. It's kind of the setup we get. Um, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, we kind of, um, you know, get this this kind of interesting thing where um, Sean goes and the, uh, sorry, Christian goes into the waiting room of, of um, this dermatologist and, you know, kind of clears it out by giving them all his business cards, you know, ends up up in this um you know in this room with the with the dermatologist and um he kind of talks about he doesn't believe it well we, we kind of get overlaid with that these kind of um flashback things where sean's getting well no sorry not flash well i guess they are flashback scenes of sean get coming back and get retouched and it's, it's interesting i think this is actually something we haven't done a lot of talking about on the show is kind of i don't know if you'd classify this as alternative therapy but we haven't really got into that whole idea of people trying to solve these issues with alternative therapies that might not be drugs or or invasive treatment like plastic surgery so i think you know a bit of a different take on this thing um towards the end here um yeah it all it all feels um fairly interesting i suppose um but yeah i guess i i'm just again a little bit confused about where this whole thing about plastic surgery and decline has come from you know the, the dermatologist brings it up again so it's there's obviously something they really wanted to get into but i think it just kind of gets thrown at us at the last minute yeah and i mean it's i don't care for this character because again it's not like someone we know i mean was it season who I want to say where Christian wanted the facelift and we went to that random plastic surgeon remember that he tried to like sleep with um it kind of reminds me a little bit of that um and I, I mean I do like the uh the reception scene when he kind of just like tells everyone to piss off and here you have some cards like that's kind of a fun scene um but again hashtag me too 2018 2019 this would never happen um, you know just like the way he grabs yes. a butt and you know rubs a shoulder and gets very touchy feely like again um you know i'm not one for you know speaking out of these issues i guess but 
judging on the eyes of the media in today's day and age, it kind of is a bit uncomfortable to watch this scene, which I guess is succeeding in our mindset, I guess, of human beings about that this sort of stuff really shouldn't be happening. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's an interesting scene, but, um, Again, what are we, what are we really caring about here? This woman, I, I can't remember her name. I don't, I don't care about her. Is it Jill? Is that her name? Um, do we, yeah, I assume we get a name at some point, but it's obviously not important. Um, yeah, I mean, she kind of just leaves me completely cold, really, I mean, this whole thing of, you know, she can book appointments every, you know, every 15 minutes or whatever, and, you know, but you've got to imagine that, you know, these guys are clearing a lot more money than her. Um, you know, for for hour long surgeries than than she is for fifteen minute consults. I don't know. It just none of it really kind of rings true to me. It just yeah, it, it, it's all a bit weird, and, and I'm not entirely sure that I buy the setup here. I guess um, yeah, it's it's um, it's not uninteresting, but it just feels a bit disconnected, really. Um, yeah. yeah. So um, it, it, so I guess that kind of then leads us into the stuff that is kind of working for me in this episode, which is the you know Liz kind of goes over to to Danielle's place and they, they kind of, you know, have a drink or whatever. And one thing leads to another and it's a, you know, they kind of have the sex scene and, um, yeah, I mean, do we, do we get the squirter stuff here? That's not really, that kind of comes up a little bit later, doesn't it? We don't actually <laughs> kind of see it in this, in this. Yeah. 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 But we don't, we don't actually, it's not actually something that, uh, kind of comes up. No. Um, I mean, just backtracking a little bit, like, you're right, like, this episode, you know, now that we kind of talk about it, is, is very disjointed, just kind of the way we kind of have all this stuff that sort of is trying to get this surgery element out and kind of the Christian stuff, which we'll get to. But, yeah, I mean, the list stuff really does work, and um, it's a sweet scene. Like, you know, I, I, I do really like this actress, uh, Leslie Farah, uh, I'm seeing here, is the name of her, who apparently was in 24. There you go. I don't even remember her character in 24. Um, but... Yeah, I, I do really like, I guess, how these two sort of play and just the nerves of Daniela and just kind of how she does this. I think it kind of works definitely, you know, so well. And uh, it's just believable. And it's it's great to have, and this might sound bad, but bear with me, it's great to have a lesbian sex scene in Nip Tuck. Um, you know, but like, but like, not like a gratuitous, like, here's two sexy women just doing it for the ratings. Like, this feels like a genuine love scene, if you know what I mean. Like, it's, it's not done for the, we know Liz is gay. We don't generally see Liz have, I mean, when was the last time we saw Liz actually kiss a woman on this show? So, yeah, I think it's done in such a way that it's just nice, it's sweet, it's believable. You know, be the, them being a gay couple, a, a straight couple, you know, a bi, whatever. Like, it's, it's a believable scene between two human beings on a date. So, yeah, I think you're right. Like, this is the stuff that's really working in this episode. I think you're forgetting a really important lesbian couple called Julia and Olivia. Oh, We've no. kind of already had a, a sex scene <laughs> with um, how, how quickly you forget these important details. But, uh, yes, no, I do agree with you. It is, it is a nice scene. It kind of works really well. Um, yeah, and it's not played for some kind of gratuitous purpose. It's just, yeah, it's a nice scene. So that's, that's cool. Um, yeah, we kind of head back to the office and Sean's face is fucked up. You know, I, I do like the kind of setup. Basically, where kind of Christian comes in and says, oh, yeah, well, no, we're not going to use that dermatologist. And, and you know, Sean's got his, his kind of face in his hands and, he, and then he kind of turns to Christian and says, yeah, no, I think we're agreed on that point. And, it's, you know, he's kind of got all these kind of puffy eyes and, you know, just discoloration and just looks a complete mess. And, um, yeah, I think that that's really good. This is kind of where we get these lines about the A's lawyers are suing them and, 
kind of just yeah, like for malpractice or misrepresentation. Like it's just it feels like it's just dropped legal jargon that kind of is just not interesting at all. And I just I don't understand why that stuff's in here. It's just it's not connected to anything. I just I don't know why those AS characters are here. It's just like completely wasted, really. I mean, if, if somebody can point out why we have that stuff, I'm more than interested to to hear about it because it does just feel like a waste of time. Which I think. Going back to season two, you know, the Bobby Broderick stuff where you sort of have these, these, these legal stuff happening to the practice that it can drag out a little bit and you, you sort of really feel, I guess, for the victim, you know, you feel Sean and Christian are the victims here because again, this could be something that could be drawn out. Like again, going back to what I said, like this is America, you feel like there would be people suing plastic surgeons for this sort of stuff because it's cost them business. And you know, we know it's like whack job. Like we knew that with Bobby Broderick. We knew that she was the one who, you know, kind of just overreacted to everything along the line. So you feel like they could have done something a little bit more with this. And yeah, it does kind of, it's just there. It's kind of a whatever. And it's sort of, you know, as much as we've talked about how they're really kind of setting things up for the rest of this season and kind of that we are, you know, in our last few weeks, we're still our season six as well. There are still gaping problems with the show that had this been a thing three, four seasons ago, it would have been done a lot, lot differently. Mm, yeah, I think so. And, uh, yeah, it just, it just feels like it's completely not connected to the rest of the episode. And it's really just like a tactic to get us to this next scene, which is obviously, um, Christian's going to get a facelift and Sean's going to do it and they're going to film it for YouTube and, and all that kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, I, I do love this whole thing of like, you know, um, great that we see Nurse Linda. I'm not sure we get too many more scenes with her. And, um, so it's nice to kind of point these people out just in case we don't see them again. Um, and, you know, so she's holding the, the kind of handy cam while, um, you know, Christian and Sean, and, and Sean's supposed to be this actor, don't, let's not forget, and he's, he's not delivering some great lines here, we must say. Um, yeah, but uh, anyway, we kind of put Christian under, and this is where we have this kind of, you know, we talked a, about it a, a little bit last week, but we kind of get this dream sequence, and it's, um, yeah, it, it's kind of, there's kind of all sorts of stuff going on here, kind of Christian turning up in his, um, they're not scrub, like a gown, sorry, a, you know, medical gown, and, um, you know, he's turned up to his own party wearing this, you know, this kind of gown, and, you know, everybody else is done up and you've got kind of Sean there and, um, you know, you've got Joan Rivers obviously is there. So, yeah, there's there's um, some nice little cameos, but uh, it does all feel a bit strange. It's the whole thing of like, yeah, he's the, like, a, like a stranger at his own party or whatever it might be. And, um, yeah, it's um, it's a bit weird. Then we kind of get the whole thing of, you know, he's there with the, like a, like a pig with like an apple in his mouth or something. And it's this, this gang of the, these women getting surgeries that we saw, you know, a couple of seasons ago. I think that was back to season four, wasn't it? And it feels like we're kind of <laughs> going quite a long way back there. And, uh, yeah, then we kind of get some, some Kimber stuff and we get his, you know, his, his biological father's there as well. It's, um, it, there's a lot going on here and, um, some of it's working, some of it's not, um, to me, I guess, like, it just all feels a little bit on the nose. Like, it just feels like a really quick way of kind of showing all the, the kind of conflict going on in Christian's head. Um, you know, so I, I don't hate it, but it's not something that I'm, I'm absolutely loving. So in terms of, on, on my sliding scale of, um, of dream sequences, and I normally hate them, it's just fine. It's kind of right there in the middle for me, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's, I guess, kind of what I said last week about the fact that they're going for a Julia McNamara-esque style episode, but comes out of nowhere, it kind of has a few okay bits, and then it really just doesn't, like, what is the over overwhelming purpose of this? You know, like, 
nothing comes out of this. It's not like Christian comes out of this and goes, I had a dream. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's kind of there. It's, I mean, it's, it's got some unique stuff in it, which I think kind of works. Like, I mean, I'll talk about the dad stuff in a second, but, um, yeah, it's, it's just kind of odd. Like Joan Rivers, kind of good to see her come back. And obviously, uh, sadly, you know, she's no longer with us, but, uh, uh, this is her last uh, appearance on the show, and obviously, you know, she's kind of always played fun of herself on this program, so I think that kind of works well. Um, you know, the Curtis thing's a bit weird. I, I love these, the returning ones. That's actually season five, believe it or not, uh, that we had sort of these, um, you know, the cat lady and all that sort of stuff, you know, there. So I kind of like this random appearance of them that are, that's there. Um, I also really actually love the sequence with Sean when Sean's drawing on him. And, um, they literally quote word for word the Kimber scene from episode one of this show. You know, mm. that am I really this ugly? Uh, and you know, like when you stop striving for perfection, you may as well be dead. Uh, like, you know, it's just, I just love the fact that they just do that scene. It's, it's random. It's got no purpose, but it's just something about it I really, really like. Um, and I, like, I weirdly appreciate the Christian scene with his dad. Um, which again, we're just going to point out right now. Robert Darby, aka, um, uh, oh, why have I got blanking his name? Um, License to Kill, main bad guy. Um, oh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, appeared on 007, our sister show. We, we interviewed him. Um, and I do, I think from memory, I did briefly ask him about this, uh, when we did that interview with him. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just kind of something randomly that I actually appreciate that we see. I mean, it's it's not glaringly like, oh my god, we're never going to get this, you know, like whatever. But it's kind of like you know, back in season three when we had him and his mum, like it could have been done a bit better, and you know, we never see her again. But there is just kind of something about this that I actually kind of like the fact that we get a scene, even though it's in a weird dream sequence. So yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of there's some there's some minor bits here that work, and some bits are just a random, and I guess. Yeah, it's just kind of what is the purpose of all of this because it kind of goes nowhere after where he wakes up. So, yeah, it has some moments. It's not terrible, uh, but it's not brilliant either. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just it, it's just time filler, really. It just kind of passes the time and it, it doesn't really reveal anything new about Christian. You know, and you're right, it's nice to kind of see these scenes where you kind of see his father and things like that, but it doesn't really push the story forwards at all. And, you know, with, with two and a half episodes to go at this point, you kind of would hope that we were doing that. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. We kind of get in, and, and I guess I get, then I get a little bit annoyed too at this kind of, you know, we get the post surgery scene and it's kind of, um, you know, it's Christian and Liz, and um, I actually think it's a really average scene where there's lots of words and none of them kind of mean anything. Like, it just it just feels like they're just saying words for the sake of saying words. Like, none of this, it just washes over me completely. And, you know, maybe you found some interesting stuff here, but um, I guess probably the only interesting thing we get here is that, you know, the reveal that Christian didn't do this for the business, he did it because he needed a facelift, which is, you know, if anybody was surprised by that, then, you know, I, I don't think you'd been paying attention to the show for, you know, six seasons because that's exactly what Christian would do in, in every situation. Which I guess it just comes down to what I was just saying about, like, it doesn't really go anywhere and this kind of is meant to be the scene where it goes somewhere. And, yeah, I agree with you. Like, it's, yeah, it's there. Um, you know, I mean, he changes his car every six months. <laughs> um, like, okay. Uh, I just, I mean, like, I guess they're going for this point of kind of, 
getting to Christian's character that this is kind of what he's always going to be like. Like, I mean, you kind of had this in the third last episode. There's no redeeming quality. He's not going to all of a sudden find love and get married in two episodes, you know what I mean? So kind of, this is what they're selling Christian as. Like, he's just ultimately this way because he wants to be alone. But you don't need this scene to say that. I think kind of it's similar to what I was saying with Matt last week. Like, you don't need him to have a new girlfriend out of nowhere that he's going to get married and moving away to kind of add to what's ultimately going to happen with him at the end. So we know Christian. We've been watching this show now for 90, what, seven episodes. We don't really need this. So I, mean, I can see what they're trying to do. But yeah, I agree with you. Like, it's just, it, it's just there. It's just, okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I guess probably the funny thing too is that this is where we find out about about you know Daniela that she's a she's a squirter. This is the the moment we find that out, and that that's kind of a funny scene as well. And kind of talks about you know something about she ejaculated like a fire hose, which is which quite I a funny want them line, to you know? play up on it more. I want it to be like last season when you know they're like she's a shooter, there she blows. Yeah. Like you know, I feel yeah, like yeah. Christian should be playing up on that factor a little bit more because you know that's what that would happen in this scene. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, and and I guess probably because it's quite dramatic in terms of where we go next, that it it might have felt a bit tonally wrong. So uh, maybe that's the reason why. So yeah, then we obviously go and and Liz goes to talk to to Daniela, you know, at, at her house again and say, you know, that she, you know, she judged her and you know that she's a really nice person and you know she she's sorry for doing that. And then obviously this is where the the husband kind of walks in, which is you know again I kind of felt this was coming a mile away. I almost expected the husband to answer the door, let alone um, kind of walk out from another room. And you know he obviously knows knows no different really, and um, you know kind of shakes Liz's hand and um, yeah, it's it, it, it's all quite weird. You know the, the line that I've kind of written down is it's it's probably just as well that Liz is pregnant, right? You know like she shouldn't be too cut up about this because you know at what point was she going to reveal that information? I, I feel like that little piece of information is just completely lost, which is why I do wonder if this episode was supposed to come before the um, the Doctor Griffin one that we talked about last week. Yeah, I mean, it it kind of does feel like a lot of stuff going on in this episode could have come beforehand. I mean, uh, you know, like the pregnancy thing is a very good point because um, I guess as much as we're enjoying this list stuff with Daniela, can we just say this? What is the point of this? <laughs> like, I mean, we're three episodes from the end. She doesn't come back. It's not like we're setting this story up that in two episodes time, she's going to be like, hey, I left my husband. I'm going to be with you. Like, as much as I love it and I don't want it not to be there, you know, I feel like I've been very positive and kind of the direction they're going with this show and kind of that we're so close in. I was so much about last week, but if I have to sit here and be absolutely critical, we're in the third last episode. What is the point of this? You know, at least with Christian, they're trying something, which doesn't necessarily work. But again, I mean, there's a legitimate question I'll ask you right now. What is the purpose of what we're seeing right now here with Liz? Yeah, I think, I, I, I don't know. And, and that's why I think if this had come first, and then we find out in the next episode that she's pregnant, then, you know, you kind of feel like, well, you know, she thought her, as she talked about in that scene with Christian, is that, you know, she thought this woman was her reward. And what she's actually going to find out is that her reward is, is you know, becoming pregnant, you know. And so it, just the, the sequencing of events would work so much more if, if this episode came before the one that we've just seen. So I do wonder if maybe that was the case because, in that situation, it does make some sense, but in, in the way it's presented to us, you're totally right. There is kind of no point to it. It's just it's just kind of passing time, really. Yeah. I mean, I just wish there was more payoff with it. So, 
Um, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. She has a bit of love. She goes back to her husband. Cool. But, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it, it means nothing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then I, I guess, like, our final scene here is uh, kind of, you know, um, Liz comes in with the laptop and, and, you know, we find out that the Christian surgery thing on, on YouTube has got, what, 300,000 views or whatever it might be, but they're mostly kind of these negative comments about, you know, it's a barbaric thing to do and blah, 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 blah. So it's kind of, kind of backfired on him a little bit. Um, yeah, and that's kind of where we leave the episode. So it's kind of feels like quite an abrupt ending to this episode, really. Um, I, I guess probably the only other thing to note there is that, that Sean's kind of, been taken in by Christian kind of wanting to do this for the business and not for his own self-image, which is, you know, interesting. You'd think that Sean would have, would have realised what was going on here, but uh, clearly he doesn't. So, yeah, I mean, I guess that that's kind of um, how we end this episode. It just kind of feels like it just suddenly ends or, you know, out of nowhere. Yeah, I agree. And it's, I mean, at the end of the day, this episode isn't a terrible episode. You know, we're not in the first 10, but there's just, again, a lot of randomness about this, which... I mean, you could just not have this episode and skip straight into next week. So it is kind of a random end to it. Um, and yeah, I, I really don't know if would that really be the comments on a video on YouTube? If somebody actually uploaded like an actual surgery to YouTube, I think a lot of people would be extremely fascinated by that, to be completely honest, whether it's, you know, plastic yeah. surgery or, or heart surgery. I know like when I see these shows on TV, like I, I, knowing it's real, sometimes I can't stomach watching a whole thing, but you know, I'll give it a crack and it, it, it if anything, it fascinates me because this is legitimately what human beings can do and kind of do this to another human being and be all medically sound and safe. So, I mean, who are these troll users on YouTube in 2010 that are saying this? <laughs> yeah, um, surely you wouldn't be able to put a surgery scene on face on um, YouTube anyway. I don't know. Um, that's got to that's got to meet some kind of ethical guidelines that you, you can't do that. I would have thought, but who knows. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, I think there are some sort of exceptions to the rule, but uh, obviously, you know, who knows? I mean, God, remember on YouTube, was it like season four when there was a sex tape on YouTube, remember? <laughs> like, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> how, how far we've come. Um, but yeah, I think that probably kind of wraps up the coverage here and we can just get into our ratings. And um, I'm actually going to jump in here first because I think it's been an interesting discussion. I kind of, when we came in here, I was definitely thinking this is kind of, you know, like a lower level rent for me. Um, but kind of as we've talked through it, it just, and I think the comment that you've just made there about this kind of, you could completely skip over this episode and, and move on to the last two episodes. And um, for me, if that's the case, and I, and I do believe, I, I do definitely agree with you there, is that there isn't any thing in this episode that i think is critical there's nothing terrible about it but it also just feels like completely frivolous and something you don't need to see so um sorry to kind of be you know um shitting in the cornflakes but i'm i'm gonna be the one that's gonna bin this episode and that wasn't kind of expected um and, and you know like it's not a bad bad episode don't get me wrong it's just completely pointless and so i think if an episode's pointless if there's no reason to have it um unless there's a really good acting scene and th- you know there's it's not poorly acted, but there's nothing amazing here. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually just gonna, just gonna put it in the bin category. I feel a bit bad doing it, but um, I, I feel like I, I, I can't really give this one a pass just because it's not terrible. Remind me never to eat cornflakes around you. Um, <laughs> I mean, look, I'm still gonna rent it. I, I definitely see your point. I kind of have swayed myself on my own point there when you say that. Like it's a, it's a valid point that it is just a, a pointless episode, but. I mean, I still feel, even though it's 
pointless that it's not so bad that I never want to watch it, if that makes sense. So, um, yeah, I guess probably just to jump in there is that I would probably say that there's nothing wrong with a pointless episode of Nip Tuck. There's nothing wrong with a, you know, just to enjoy this episode. It's, you know, it's not terrible. You're not going to have an awful time watching it, but we literally are running out of time now. You know, like we want to come in for a landing now and, you know, to have, you know, this, this much of a pointless episode, when in the third to last episode of this whole show just feels like a bad time to have a pointless episode so that would sorry just to jump in on, no, on no, your I, thoughts but that yeah that would be I, kind of the reason why i would be doing it and i i will say that based on everything that has just been said i have moved it down in my rankings to the lowest possible rent <laughs> but uh it's currently sitting in 80th right now out of 98 episodes uh it, again it is the lowest possible rent you can get right now the one underneath it is a, the first bin i have on my list so yeah i think your me talking you into that has then talked me into making it lower on the cusp of a bit <laughs> Yes, it's, it's it's an interesting way to kind of go about it. I think it's it's definitely not one you're going to um, think too much about once you kind of turn it off, and, and, and that's fine. I mean, it's, you know, they're not all going to be knockouts, and, you know, it's interesting there that you're probably sitting at, at 20 bins, you know, and we talked about 50 buys, and um, I don't think either of the last two episodes are going to be bins, so you're, you're probably at 20% of the show is bins, then that's, that's not bad going, I suppose. Yeah, and... You know, it could be worse. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I would be very intrigued if we get through Third Watch and Lost to kind of see statistically what show had the most bins out of all of them. So, you know, we'll, we'll have to do some stats. Yeah, it'll be interesting to find that out. I mean, I think, I think I'm kind of quite hard on the show, but, um, you know, ultimately I think that, um, the quality is still really, really good. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm splitting hairs because I do really like the show and, and, you know, I want to see, want to see it end well. And I think, you know, if we start to transition talking from this episode into the next one, then I think, you know, I really view the last two episodes as kind of a part one and part two of the finale. It really does. And I've said that about a lot of finales on the show is that it does feel often that the penultimate episode does feel like the kind of setup episode for where we go in the final episode. So it does feel like a part one for me. I think it's a, it's an interesting episode and, and obviously it, um, it, it features a very big character returning uh-huh. for the last two episodes, which, you know, um, is definitely going to make it a must-watch one. Yeah. Um, I think I mentioned a week or two ago that had a certain character not returned, uh, I would have, like, caused riots. Um, so, <laughs> and we're not talking about the return of Julia next week, uh, or Annie, um, but Annie would be up there as a close second. But, uh, yeah, I think I, and I'll talk about this next week, I went into this episode not knowing spoilers, um, of the fact that this person came back and I lost my proverbial shit when I saw her return on this episode. So, um, yeah, you know I'm going to be glowing next week with the return of a certain character. I, I think people who've listened to this show from the beginning should surely know who I'm very excited about. Um, clearly it's going to be Anne Hache and Tommy. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> they're back. No. Um, so yeah, I, I'm excited just for the fact that the person is back bring bring him on bring him on nick yes and i even think you know so it's obviously really good because i think it's not really telegraphed you don't expect that um which i think is really cool and you know, as you kind of just alluded to but i think even you just you just made that comment about julia i think actually like 
the last couple of episodes is actually you know, some of Julia's best stuff. I think she's actually really good in this next episode. Um, so, you know, I think that there's just a lot of fun and there's, you know, like I, I always keep talking about what I wanted to see in season six was these return of these characters that we've, you know, kind of seen in previous seasons and we're definitely getting that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm probably showing my hand, but I think it's a, it's a really fun episode and um, starts to bring the curtain down on the show. Penultimate week, Nick. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, just two more to go. And, um, I do love the fact that they did end this show on 100 episodes. Like, I know we just literally said they could have just gotten rid of this episode, but in a way, I'm glad that they didn't because it means we get a nice even number of 100 episodes. And I'm a person who likes patterns and continuity and, yeah, episode 99 of Nip Tuck next week. So, yeah, get excited. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. It's hard to think, really. But, um, you know, if you've stuck with us this long, then um, surely you want to come and talk to us about Nip Tuck. And, um, you know, we'd love to hear from you on the, you know, the usual social media platforms, be that uh, Facebook, Twitter or uh, or YouTube. Um, give us a rating on iTunes. Pass some feedback along to us. We're, we're always keen to hear what you have to say. And, um, yeah, we, we definitely really love any feedback, you know, as we kind of head into those um those overall ranking podcasts, which we're going to have um, to kind of wrap this whole thing up in a few weeks' time. So um, it's been a lot of fun. Looking forward to kind of getting one episode closer to the end. We're almost there now. Um, yep, it, it has uh, it has been a lot of fun. Uh, my name's Nick, and uh, to our continued success. And my name is Ben, and I can't do it. I can't be gay. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.